Um, Mom, how are you? I'm good. Do you have any Davy Crockett opinions that you're allowed to give right now and dad can't interrupt you? I don't really think I have anything to say about Davy Crockett. I have a bunch of notes. Okay, we're not there yet, dad. Mom, did you watch okay. with dad? No, I did not. Did you watch this growing yeah. up at all? Screwing up. <laughs> growing up. Oh. I can't remember. I can't. I mean, I kind of like you guys were talking on the last episode, getting it mixed up with Daniel Boone. She didn't have a. Uh, she didn't have. Um... That our one rule was that you cannot interrupt mom. Okay. I do, I do have an opinion on those movies that Sarah doesn't like. Animal movies. No, I think it's the ones that have a girl in them that you don't like. <coughs> like Mulan. Like Prancer and oh, Fly Away Home. Oh, uh, she doesn't like the girls. Yeah. There's a girl in, in Homeward Bound. The cat is a girl. Her name oh. is Sally. Well, Wasn't there a girl in Thomasina? Thomasina was yeah, a girl. I, like Thomasina. I love Thomasina. You didn't like Thomasina? Okay, I'm gonna do the intro, Dad. So don't talk until you are prompted. I'll, I'll mute. No, don't mute it. Okay, I won't mute. I'll read. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wolf Disney. I'm Sarah, and I'm Natalie. And I, I'm Eric. And uh, we are Wolf Disney. Typically, it's just Natalie and me um, talking through different mo uh, Disney movies in chronological order. But today, for this episode, we are joined by our father, Eric, who just waved. Um, so for those of you who are listening, which is everyone, um, Eric just waved. Uh, today's movie is Davy Crockett and the King, and the King of the Wild Frontier. He's king of the wild frontier. There's no and. Because he is the king. If he said and, that would imply that there's another king of the wild frontier. Or that there's, um, that it'd be about two people, David and Davy and a king. What I just said. Okay. Uh, we brought our dad on because he is a self-proclaimed Davy Crockett expert. Um, I don't know how true that is. He's shaking his head now, so we'll see what happens there. No, we brought him on because on our first episode with our family, we discussed our favorite Disney movies and repeatedly the only movies Dad could mention were the Davy Crockett movies, yeah. which is yeah. a deep cut, I think, um, that's what they refer to that as. Did you know that there are two Davy Crockett movies? Yeah. Have you I was aware have you seen of both of them? No, I, not for this program. I didn't. For this podcast. In the past, have you? Yeah, I, I'm sure River I have. Pirates? Yep, that's the other one. Have yep. you seen? Yeah. Okay. Is that Disney too? Oh, I didn't. Didn't I should have watched that one too then. Well, we're only doing it on this one. Okay. We didn't have it in us to watch two of them, and I didn't have it in me to watch the whole first one. Oh man, I loved it. We're going to start with an icebreaker. Um, so I think probably one of the most famous elements of this movie is the theme song 
that continues throughout the movie. They keep adding verses based on different events in Davy Crockett's life. Um, but one of the most famous lines, I think, is killed him a bar when he was only three. So I'm challenging Natalie and dad and myself to um, come up with what the line would be for you. So what can you say you did when you were only three in song form? Dad, do you understand this? Yeah, yeah, I did. But there's no songs about me, right. so. So we're saying if someone were going to write a song about you when you were three years old, I'll tell you that uh, what mine is. Uh, what is it? Because I've had time to think about it. Um, it would go, uh, hit her, hit her father's paycheck when she was only three. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, and then she denied it for three and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then it showed up one day, shoved under my closed bedroom door. Yeah, that would be my same. That'd be my memory too. No, you have to three. come up with one from when you were only three. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think what happened back then. Oh, I know what it was. But you have to sing it. I will, okay. He saw John Kennedy get shot when he was only three. <laughs> and that's really more of something that happened to John Kennedy. <laughs> Unfortunately. A whole generation could say that, yeah. Like, did you see it? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, you know, three is a pretty weird age because you barely remember it. Davy Crockett and killed a bear, a bar. A bar. Chilled a bar. He chilled a bar. Chilled? I, I don't know. That's what he said. I read where he killed 103 of them in seven months. Okay. Yeah, I read that too. Jumping ahead, both of you, do the icebreaker. Okay, Natalie, you do it because I, I'm at a loss other than John Kennedy's death. Um, I don't know. I think I... Um, I don't have memories from when I was three. I don't know how Sarah does. One for you were in Cuba. I have one for Natalie. Okay. Ate herself some dog food when she was only three. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. I'll take it. I'll yeah. Take it. Oh, I know. I was afraid of dogs when I was only three. <laughs> Not an event, but okay. All right. That's our icebreaker. The ice has yeah, broken. <laughs> okay. So Davy Crockett, um, two of us have watched it. One of us has not watched it. I watched over half of it. And then I had meetings. Um, so this movie for the listeners, I'm assuming that nobody else has seen this, um, is actually three episodes of a TV show that Disney made. Um, so the first episode is of Davy Crockett and his time as a volunteer um, and the battle of the creek um, with Native Americans. Um, and then the second episode is him and his time in Congress. And then his third, the third episode is him leaving DC to go to Texas and um, ending at the Alamo with, yep. All right. Does he die again? Not in the movie. Really? 
I mean, it, it, there's no conclusion. Like it, it fades out. Mm. Sort of the way his eyes. Did. I promise I will finish watching tonight when we're done. Why does it, why, why would pretty... that matter to us at this point? Well, just for like integrity's sake. Like well, yeah. So he doesn't. They don't. I don't think. I don't remember them showing him dying. Um, yeah. But then I read on history.com, I think, that um, for a long, like nobody, nobody truly knows or knew for sure at what point he died in the battle. Um, but in like 1975, they found a diary or a, a diary or a journal of one of the Mexican. Um, soldiers who was there saying that he was one of the people who were captured but then pretty immediately executed um, by the army yes dad yeah I, I read that same thing and it's interesting because <clears throat> when they first came out with it in like mid 50s that's when they when they first started talking about uh, it actually coincided with with uh, Disney's uh, release of um, the weekly uh, episode of David Crockett but so they kind of wonder why it took 200 years to rear its ugly head about his death. But, um, you know, like, did he die in the battle or did he die after the battle? What, I, don't just, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about this mystery of, of his death. What reared its ugly head at the same time? as The question, the question did he die at the hour? Okay. Oh, nobody had ever asked it? Yeah, well, people had asked it, but very few people, because most people were very happy with the legend of David right. Crockett ending at the Alamo. Yeah. But, um, and the idea is that <laughs> this is, this predates World War One, obviously, but uh, because in the, in battle, you didn't surrender. And if he was executed by Santa Ana after the Alamo, that would have meant that he would have had to have surrendered in order to be executed. And that just didn't sit well with any uh, crocophiles. <laughs> I made that word up. I did I did see the phrase crocket mania on one of the things I read. Oh. Um, that's referring to like your childhood, um, yeah. I think. Yeah, I read where um, they were, you know, the coonskin yeah. hat in its heyday in the, in the late 50s, early 60s. 5,000 a day were sold in the United States. Yep. That's a lot of coonskins. Dad and I read the same History Channel article. Um, so that's good. I do track uh, a file. I think that's a great word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think in general, the Alamo and Davy Crockett have always been kind of confusing to me. I remember when we, so our family went to the Alamo um, in 2007 after, after, he died. after he died in like 2007 or so i think 2008 maybe um okay 2007 um and i remember showing up and uh i guess i had it had not been explained to me what actually happened at the alamo and realizing that it was just a memorial for a bunch of people who died there um i assumed that if we kept this then we were victorious i always what I always thought we had won. Yeah, like, but we, I guess I mean Texas. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was really confusing for me. Um, and yeah. Well, it was the Republic of Texas, and then Mexico annexed it or something, and 
all the territory um, south of the Rio Grande or north. Yeah, no, no, no. They're allowed to have that. That's their property. It was Texas that they took, the Republic of Texas. And then um, there was a Crockett went there because he thought there was uh, enough uh, rebellion in the air that, that there'd be some kind of uh, a revolution. And he wanted to be there when it happened. So, uh, yeah, we didn't win that, but, but it wasn't the United States Army either. Just brag tag. Dad, can you name all six flags over Texas? You know what? I probably can, but when I when I first heard that six flags six flags over Texas, I always thought it meant you could see six countries from Texas. I don't know why. I that. <laughs> That's absolutely stupid. That's where Six Flags gets its name, Natalie. Yeah, what are we talking about right now? I thought, I thought that was an amusement park joke. No, there are there are the original one is Six Flags Over Texas. Yeah. And then they had Six Flags Over Georgia. But, so but it is an amusement park. Like the original one was in Texas and it was called Six Flags Over Texas, right, Dad? Yes, and it was called that because Texas was part of, um, let's see, the Spanish at one time claimed it, the Mexicans, that's two flags, the Republic of Texas, that's three, uh, the United States flag, that's four. There might be a pirate flag in there somewhere. I'm, <laughs> I don't know who the other two were. You know, okay. uh, was France one of them? Who'd you look at? Who who have you said? Spain, Mexico, yes. United States, Republic of Texas. Yes. Uh huh. And the other Texas two? state flag. You're missing two. Yeah. Um, I think you said one of them. It was not the pirate one. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. France. Oh, I said France. Yes. You're forgetting a big chunk of United States history for four years in the United States when oh, yes the confederate flag that's one of the flags yeah. forgot about they, that so these flags are everywhere now no honey these are six countries that once laid claim to the territory of which is Texas the state of Texas yeah. seven if you count the state flag like you Thank said you. Um, but, and and the Christian flag probably is there. Yes, and the pirate flag. We've got nine flags over Texas. The pirate flag is not a real thing. Um, you don't think the Jolly Roger is a real thing? No, I do, Dad, but I don't think for Texas. Oh, no, no. I made Yes, I know. Um, but I don't think it's the state because it's it's like sovereignty stuff. No, no, no. Okay. You're thinking Republic of Texas. Yeah, yeah that's, Texas. Like, that's why one state. of the flags isn't the state flag. It's the Republic of Texas flag because that was a sovereign state. Yes, that's correct. Um, but all, all six flags fly in front of the state welcome centers on the state's borders with Arkansas, Louisiana, New Mexico, Mexico, and Oklahoma. So that's just to remind everybody. Yeah. Well, so my friend Katie in seminary was shocked to hear that we all did not grow up with Texas state history in our school systems. Um, but I would argue, I mean, North Carolina is kind of interesting. We have some pirates, but like Texas state history is pretty fascinating. Um, I don't want to encourage some of the Texas love that kind of takes over sometimes, you know, when a person is from Texas. 
Um, but I think probably people would say that about North Carolinians at this point too. But, um, but I mean, Texas state history is pretty fascinating. You have six different flags, so many different like changes of rule. And I don't know, it's just, I'd be fine if I'd, if I'd have had Texas state history instead of North Carolina state history, probably. I didn't need North Carolina state history for three years. I mean, I probably could have just you had it for three years. Well, in the North Carolina school system, you get it in like third grade, eighth grade, and again in like tenth grade or something like that, ninth grade. Um, it's supposed to be in the curriculum a couple times. Well, you weren't here in the third grade, so. But anyway, I didn't have it at all. I took Ohio history. Was what was the most interesting thing about Ohio history? Oh my gosh, what isn't interesting about it? It's uh, the first, Ohio is the first state that was, well, first of all, we're- I want you to um, choose wisely because I feel like this is not, you're not starting off strong with the most fascinating fact. Yeah, that's not the most fascinating fact. Uh, oh, Ohio was the um, destination for the uh, Underground Railroad. That's interesting. I mean, you, the slaves didn't feel comfortable even when they were in Ohio, uh, a fugitive slave, but they did feel more comfortable when they got through Kentucky and across the Ohio River, because they knew that they were among people who were less likely to turn them in under the Fugitive Slave Act. But um, yeah, I was gonna say, it's the first state that was formed out of the Northwest Territory. States of Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, and Minnesota were the states that were formed. Wow. And it's only like the 17th or 18th, 18th state, yeah, so. We're not too far away from Richard 13. I don't know if your Ohio State history teacher is still alive, but they would be very proud, I think, right now to hear. I was interested in, I was interested, um, in uh, a lot of the, uh, the movie itself. I, I, what, what really disturbed me about it that I didn't notice when I was a child was that almost all of their wildlife scenes were cut and pasted from you know, like, here's a, here's a jackal. It's like, you know, it was pretty poorly produced from that angle. So, uh, so when you were watching it as a kid, you were like, yes, this alligator er, is, is after Davy Crockett. But then watching it this yeah. week, you were like, oh. Yeah. And the bear that he was in the bushes with, mm -hmm. that was absolutely stupid. Well, He's going to stare down. You He's gonna stare down a bear. He's gonna stare him to no, death or something. No, Dad, not stare. Grin. Oh yeah. <laughs> Grin. He, he shows his white teeth, and the animal just up and But dies. then, so he says, "I tried it with a raccoon, so I figured I could try it with a bar." But then later on, he's in um, an altercation with a Native American chief. I think he was a chief. Um, Charlie, Charlie no, it was not Charlie Two Shirts. It was the diff it was a different guy. Um, but he at one point just pauses, like they're in like a tomahawk battle, and it's getting like really heated. And then at one point he just stops and he and he grins, but it's not like an authentic grin. It's like when Dad smiles for formal pictures, and it's like really fake and not good at all. Um, and everyone's really confused. Yes, like that one. That Natalie has right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not. That's not. But good. like, you don't realize what he's doing for a sec second, and then he like pauses and kind of like turns to the camera and is like, "It worked for the bear. I thought it might work here." Like, it's like this is such a weird. I don't know if that's like an urban legend for him or a legend, 
Um, but it was a weird aspect I thought of the movie, the grinning, grinning something yep. to death. Uh, well, I read um, <clears throat> that uh, after following his dad, following the events of the Alamo, that a lot of people, uh, well, there's a fascination among the population, United, United States population about about um, making him some kind of folk hero. And so a lot of things did show up that probably didn't really happen in reality. But um, yeah, so that's probably uh, one of those, one of those deals. It really didn't happen. Like a myth or a legend. Uh, a myth, yeah. Um, uh, the, weird, the weird part of the movie for me, I think, um, was when Davy Crockett and his friend George return to Davy Crockett's home and um, Davy Crockett's friend George kisses Davy Crockett's wife, and then Davy Crockett uh, like teaches him how to. It was weird. Uh, how to kiss his wife teaches him how to kiss his wife. Yeah, I hated that scene. But, like, this I don't is know if that's part of the legend. Um, <laughs> that was that was uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. his wife does die, and I don't want to say it's because of that scene, but. We don't really have proof that it's not because of that scene. That was Polly. And do you know who that actress is? Um, no, no, I She's, don't. She's um, the one, we've talked in past episodes about how Disney uses um, human models for their a lot of their cartoon characters. And she was the model for, so Cinderella, Aurora, and then I think the, um, human mom on um, 101. Yeah, shrunk the kids. 101 Dalmatians. Or 100 Dalmatians? 101. 101. Dad, why is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids your go to? She said the human mother. That's the only live action Disney movie you can name. I didn't even know that was Disney for sure. Either, but, uh... Yeah, it is. There's that ride at Disney World. Oh. Honey, uh -huh. I Shrunk the Audience. Oh yes, I've got I got something else. Okay. Uh, this is something it's I thought we'd find interesting. You two would anyway. That um, in the movie, Davy invokes the um, the Ten Commandments within the first thirty second, thirty thirty minutes of, of the program. <laughs> Not thirty seconds. That would be like I'm watching a religious program. But it, it was he said, "Thou shalt not kill." You know, it was. Uh, it's kind of interesting. When did he say that? I don't know. Within the first 30 minutes, because I wrote it down right there. Was... He's probably talking about killing versus taking a life, which is um, kind of a... Huh? Yeah, you know how people make a distinction between killing and taking a life. And they take a life in, in war, but you don't kill. You don't, you, you know, you do it. It's sanction. It's not murder. Okay. It's not murder. It's different. So that's some, that's some people's think. philosophy. Yeah, not, not, not universal. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I wrote down one word that he used that I wanted to ask Sarah because she's an English major. Oh, uh, speech about. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Yeah, most of the things that maybe practiced that was, were not real words. Like I'm not much yeah. for speechifying, um, and that was his campaign speech. So anyone want to badmouth Sleepy Joe or something? It could be worse. It could be speechifying. Um, 
I did you guys think Davy Crockett's voice, the actor, sounded like anybody else you knew? Yes, he reminded me of Eb from um, Green Acres. I know that was not him, but he reminded me of Eb from Green Acres. His really? voice for me reminded me of Hank Hill from King of the Hill. <laughs> That's good. Did he- no, but did you did you notice that um, George was played by Jed Clampett? Yes, I did, Buddy Epson. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. He's the one who kissed Polly. So I feel like he's maybe a character actor. No, no, no. He was he was like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. He's probably a character well, actor. Yeah. He was supposed right. to be the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz, but he inhaled too much of the silver paint, and it caused a lung disease for a long time. Oh, I thought that was cocaine. No, it was the silver paint. Silver he paint. had to be had to be okay. on his face and his hands and stuff. Do you guys remember a character named Bigfoot Mason? Yeah, I didn't like him. Who was he? I got his name written oh, down. He was there. the bad guy that was forcing Native Americans off their land that had been given to them by the government via treaty. Uh, yeah. um, and so that was the yeah. big like wrestling match between Davy Crockett and Bigfoot Mason. Um, yeah. I got I got Bigfoot Mason. That means big shoes. See, that's what I've written in margin. Bigfoot Mason equals big shoes. Never, never mind. Let's go. Um, I um learned today what Mountain Dew is. Oh, you mean moonshine? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, but then I googled the creation of Mountain Dew, and it was actually created because um, their um, creators in Tennessee were having trouble finding their like preferred soda that they mix their whiskey with, um, and so Mountain Dew was created to mix their whiskey with. So, wow, which I've. Try some of that later on. Yeah, I've heard of Mountain Dew and tequila. Yeah, yeah, it's like a redneck margarita. When they say Mountain Dew in the movie, it it is during some like motivational speech moment, and so I thought maybe it was a little like a poetic thing of like the dew on the mountains. But no, he was speechifying. And he was giving his campaign speech and he was like, oh, shucks, folks. I don't have the big words like this guy here, but let's go get drunk in the tavern and maybe we'll care to hear more what this guy has to say. Like that was. Yeah. That's the way I remember it. Okay. Uh, Did you guys, um, we had mentioned Andrew Jackson earlier and um, the Indian, what was the name of the act? The Indian something act. Uh, removal removal act yeah that's what that's one of the proudest moments of Davy Crockett's life really when he voted against oh. it he was the only member of the Tennessee um, contingents you know the congressman that voted against it um go ahead well speaking of his uh vote in congress I, I'm assuming dad you read this too is that in six years, he uh, failed to get a single bill passed. So he wasn't actually uh, um, that like instrumental in Congress, it sounds like. Um, but 
uh, yeah, history.com says, while he quickly gained fame for his folksy persona and advocacy for the poor, his sharp tongue also won his share of political enemies, which I can see um, that happening. Yeah. And speechified on the floor of the house. Um, I, I was earlier, I said that he was born in North Carolina. He actually was. It was what's today is Eastern Tennessee, but Tennessee wasn't a state yet. So, Where is he born? In a town, gosh, let me see, Limestone, Green County, Tennessee. It's at that at that time oh, uh, a part of North Carolina. Uh, Limestone, Green County. It says. Uh, well, let me click on it. Well, it's actually uh, Green County. Uh, it was a yeah Green. Greenville is this county seat. It was a breakaway territory that declared its independence from North Carolina called Franklin. Yeah, she's right. And they, they tried to make themselves an independent state. Yeah, they wanted Carolina. to be the 14th US, US state. But they weren't very big. But yeah, they, uh, they did not get the required vote total in Congress for that. Sarah, did you get to the animal part? The cute animal part of the movie? I saw baby alligators. Nope. I saw bears in the river. Nope. Oh, yeah, I missed it. There's prairie dogs. And they're cute. And they- I'll watch it later. They make a horse fall. Um, the prairie dogs do? Yeah, he doesn't, they, get, they ride the horse into the prairie dog like, territory, I guess, where there's a bunch of holes, and so it scares the horse. I think the horse falls in one of the holes. I thought the horse got scared, because the prairie dog was popping up out of the ground. Oh, maybe. Yeah, like whack-a-mole. Just like whack-a-mole. I do have one more. I do have one more comment that I got under the bars. I barely read it, but it says, uh, Davy's, I noticed that Davy's singing voice was a different person than Davy's speaking voice. So I think that he lip-synced. Hmm. Well, he also wrote um, that the final song, the farewell song, is Davy Crockett's actual poem. Farewell, is it really? farewell to the mountains. Can you give us some of that, sir, Natalie? Uh, sir, Natalie. That's okay, buddy. Well, if it's too hard. It's not too hard. <laughs> Here's what he. There's like a handwritten version of it handwritten copy of it at Crockett's Tavern somewhere in the United States. I don't know where this is. Um, but it says, farewell to the mountains whose mazes to me more beautiful far than Eden could be. The home I redeem from the savage and wild, the home I have loved as a father, his child, the wife of my bosom, farewell to ye, all the land of the stranger, I rise or fall. It didn't rhyme at the end. Well, not everything rhymes. Um, and they changed some of it um, for the movie, but the beginning, the first two lines, I think, are from his poem. I, I found something. Mm -hmm. and that, that, the the um, tavern that you talked about yeah. is in Morristown, Tennessee, in Hamlin County. That's where Sam Shelf lives. Oh. Who? Sam, my friend Sam. Oh yeah, really? Started working at a church there. Oh, 
Yeah. It's a real pretty town. Yeah. Let's move on then. Um, how about James Bowie? He died at the Alamo as well. Along with, uh, along with Travers, Colonel Travers, whatever his name was. Sam Houston at the Alamo? No, I don't think he was. Like for no, he's, he was the first president of the Republic. Uh, yep, for sure. I was stationed at Fort Sam Houston. Uh, you can look it up. You might be right. Uh, he died in Huntsville, Texas at the age of 70. So I doubt if he was there since they didn't take any prisoners. But he uh, was in the Texas Revolution. Yeah, he was the first president, I think. Um, Dad, um, in the, all of the battle scenes, there's like the shifty guy. That's what I refer to him as because they call him shifty. The, the guy who's just different than everybody else with the hat. Uh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Maybe. They all had hats on. No, like like the, kind of like a top hat kind of deal. Oh, yeah. And it has yeah, like yeah. the magic trick wet lunch. Yeah. Is that a, do you know if that's supposed to be a real person? No, I think that's a creation of Walt Disney. He's my favorite character, so. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got something out of it. Yep. I mean, it's not a historic um documentary right correct yeah definitely not a documentary <laughs> it's not a documentary but um you know um disney that's probably where a lot of people in my generation got their history is from disney it's kind of scary but that's the reason we believe in flying horses and things like that have we talked about davy crockett being half man half crocodile Alligator. Alligator. Uh, it's in the song. Davy, Davy Crockett. Half horse, half horse, half alligator. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure. Uh, what, Natalie? Uh, hold on. I read that. Uh, well, I know I didn't make it up because I never would have said half horse, half alligator. Well, that would be a weird animal. Which part would be half? <laughs> the horse head or the alligator head? Oh my gosh, there, there's like a million verses to this song. Yeah, and I think that, I think that he was mostly a horse, but he had little short arms like an alligator. Like Maybe a T-Rex? Like a T-Rex, yeah. So like a centaur? Yeah, he was mostly, he was mostly a horse, but he had an alligator tail and little tiny arms that were non-functioning. You know, they were vestigial things hanging off his chest. That's not what he looked like, but do you ever see the, do you see the portraits of Davy Crockett? He doesn't look that intimidating at all. He looks, he's got a big hook nose. And, oh, he says it in his uh, speech. Okay, it's not in the song. He says it when he gets to Congress and they're like, and they don't tell him he needs to give like an introductory speech. Um, and yeah. so he like makes all these claims about how my father can lick any man in Kentucky and I can lick my father. I think means hitting. When lick, lick, they mean like win in a battle, I think, not like with your Not toes. like licking his face. Yeah. I've got the fastest horse, the prettiest sister, the surest rifle, and the ugliest dog in Texas. The prettiest sister? Uh-huh. 
Well, that's okay. I would Sarah. say that about you. Yeah, I'd say that about my sister. It's weird. Pretty sister in my family. You guys didn't smile or anything. I gave a grin. Thank you, Natalie. I can hug a bear too close for comfort and eat any man alive opposed to Andrew Jackson. Andy Jackson, actually. Yeah, because see, he fought with Andy Jackson in the Creek War. But when, when Jackson became president and, and, and pushed the uh, legislation removing the uh, Southern tribes, the Southern United States, that's when, um, and, and his explanation was really good. He said, I want to be able to uh, more or less look myself in the, in the mirror. And, and he said, and I don't want to have to explain something when I meet my maker or something like that. It was really neat. Yeah, more people should be thinking about that. Yeah, you're right. Um, Come on, guys. You're dragging me. Um, did you watch this movie as a kid? Yeah, I'm sure I did. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I probably saw it in school, you know, because we used to, they used to take us down to the auditorium. We didn't have video then, so you had a movie that went, and you could, and you could hear that damn projector over half of the, you know, the gymnasium, which they're not built for films anyway, but you could hear that. And then you, and then the people's, their voices would go. And then someone would whack the projector and they'd start talking again. But they, about once uh, every other month, they would drag us down to the gym and we'd watch a movie. But I think it probably had more to do with the uh, teachers not having a lesson plan or something. Teachers have a headache that day and they wanted to yeah, off and... yeah they had a hangover <laughs> probably the teacher's party the night before let's show them that Davy Crockett movie again <laughs> I love that I, I did read that Davy Crockett really had a coonskin cap but I think that's why people confused him with Daniel Boone too yeah did Daniel Boone have a coonskin cap yeah yeah I felt like some of the fighting scenes reminded me of the dream sequences from A Christmas Story. Um, they were like shooting um, Native Americans. Um, it seemed a little bit exaggerated and the getting shot and dying. Um, it yeah. reminded me a lot of, what's his face, uh, Ralphie's um, dreams. So I kind of laughed. I don't think they were supposed to be funny at that point, but it made me chuckle. You know, there's a uh, nuclear device that the United States has, a tactical weapon that you can launch from like a tripod and it's, it's the lowest, lowest yielding nuclear weapon in the arsenal that's called Davy Crockett. It's kind of neat. Why is it called that? Uh, just probably because they needed a name for it. It's got a, um, a yield of 10 to 20 tons of TNT. That's enough to put, well, you can take out a tank battalion with it, I'm sure. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Huh. And you could fire at 2.5 miles. So this is gonna be our last episode, I think. Really? <laughs> um, well, on the last episode, Sarah and I, Dad, did you listen to the most recent episode? No, because I found out about it two days ago. Okay. Um, uh, Sarah and I made our guesses for this movie. 
I think we are overall pretty accurate. Um, although the Alamo is in the middle of nowhere in this one. Uh, and it really was then too. Yeah. I mean, they, I think they did a pretty accurate portrayal of it. I read that uh, Santa Ana's men sieged, um, laid siege to the Alamo for like days on end, just firing uh, cannon at it. Probably didn't do anything, but kept people awake. And, and uh, then they advanced uh, one night. They came over to some shacks that had been laying about um, 100 yards from the, from the uh, Alamo structure. And um, they asked for volunteers to go out and burn the, these shacks down. The shacks were probably really, peak, you know, they were little houses where the uh, Mexicans lived, but uh, they were deserted because of the battle, I'm sure. Uh, so it was probably accurate that it was out in the middle of nowhere. It was a, it was a um, Spanish mission. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you remember visiting the five missions that we visited in San Antonio? We visited five of them. They all are the same in my head. They all are just an old building in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, we only visited one in my head, my memory. Well, I guess the Alamo is a mission, so I guess we visited yeah. two. Yeah. I think Ann and I went and visited at least three or four of them. You guys lived there. Do you think it could have been in that memory? Can you hear the dog? Yes. I think, I think my memories of these visits are um, so uh, limited because the only part I remember is it being old, but also to there being like no shade anywhere near them and it just being like out in the open and just being really hot and like very July. hot. Or August, it was July, yeah, very hot. Um, yeah. well, we picked the best month to visit San Antonio <laughs> for sure. August is their, um, it's their winter, I think. I'm not sure. My favorite, so my favorite part about visiting San Antonio was like, um, hearing the memories that you and mom had but it was like you would be like oh that bench in that parking lot is where I asked your mom out on a date for the first time and that bridge is where like I kissed your mom for the first time um and then mom would be like didn't that used to be a bar didn't we have a kegger in that parking lot and it was like <laughs> a total role reversal for you guys <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of uh, weird. But mom, it was just neat to see San Antonio, like, from, like, when y'all were first dating and, you know, the memories you had there. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you remember, I thought that the Schlitterbahn would have been your favorite memory. Well, yeah, Schlitterbahn's amazing. The world's yeah, best yeah. water park. Who's everyone's favorite character in this movie? Mine is the shifty guy. Mm -hmm. The guy, the, the guy with the hat? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, I mostly had people I didn't like. Bigfoot Mason, I didn't yeah. like. Who did you like? I like Davy Crockett. Good, good answer. Good answer. Um, my favorite character uh, is the Great Smoky Mountains. Because they're always there in almost every scene that I watched. Probably okay. not the Alamo scenes. Um, but I did really enjoy seeing all of the sweeping views of the mountains. Okay, so my point, I mean, my, Sarah said she only watched, she didn't watch the Alamo section at all. I didn't, right? I had to go to work. Well, I don't, I don't, you know, whatever your excuse may be, um, that was really what the movie was about. 
Well, but to be fair, I know about the Alamo already. And so maybe I watched up until I've been filled in on everything else leading up to the Alamo. Well, thanks for inviting me. Well, we got to do scary scales. Oh, okay. Mine is a one. As I didn't get to the rest of the movie. Yeah, I would say um, 1.5. What does that mean? Out of 10, how scary did you think it was, Dad? The only scary part was, do you tell who what the scary part was? Well, give us your score first and then tell us what was scary. Okay, 0.5. Okay. I wasn't scared by it at all. You want to hear the part now? Yes. It was when he was fighting the bear in the tree and he's grinning down. At the very was, beginning? Yeah. That was the only scary part of that movie. Because the rest of it is just typical stuff dad watches on TV on his own. That is true. Right. Like yeah, that's that's genre. Yeah. Every single Western that's ever been made. I've probably seen a million people get taken down at the, uh, by a weapon of some sort, a gun or a club or something. A club? Yeah. <laughs> you don't watch a lot of clubbing movies anymore. <laughs> but they happen every now and then. I, I always like it on the movies when they hit people with the butt of the gun and, they, and it always knocks them out, but it, they never talk about, you know, uh, skull fractures or anything like that or, um, you know, being on a ventilator the rest of your life. It's always just like <laughs> falls over and then 12 minutes later, they're scratching their head. Oh, that hurt. Like, yeah, you got hit with a 12 pound weapon you know, upside the head. Metal, piece of metal. Yeah, but... Um, in the time period of these shows that you're watching, they didn't have ventilators. Yeah, they wouldn't live very long without one. So probably a matter of hours, maybe. Not very real. Well, actually, if you needed a ventilator and you didn't have one, you'd die within minutes. <laughs> Thank you for that fun fact. Um, so every week we choose our favorite movie and it's um, between um, our, the, our favorite one so far and then the one that we are discussing on this episode. Um, so for Sarah, she is choosing between 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Davy Crockett and I'm choosing between Bambi and Davy Crockett. Um. I did not finish Davy Crockett. That is my bad. So I have to stick with 20,000 Leagues. But I will say that what I watched was not awful. Um, I guess I did like the three different episode format because I mean, it changed a whole bunch, um, like the scenery and the storyline. So I guess that kept me interested. Um, but I'm sticking with 20,000 Leagues. Yeah, I, I think overall I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I liked Davy Crockett more than I thought I would. I assumed he was just, I don't know, um, not a great person, but he was a pretty decent person, especially because we were predicting um, some like bad racism and stuff um, with Native Americans and Mexicans. Um, and um, he, especially with the Native American um, issues, uh, I mean, it was still problematic, but he um, was one of the better, better people um, in those situations. What, Sarah? I also really appreciated at the very beginning the um, that first uh, screen that they had, where they said, um, 
We extend our thanks and gratitude to the members of the Cherokee Indian Nation of North Carolina, to the four strangers of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, and to the people of Tennessee and Texas for their generous cooperation in the filming of this story. And that did make me feel better from the get-go of like, maybe they're really going to do their research and they're really going to portray every group of people represented in the Davy Crockett story faithfully um, and not just resort to really bad stereotypes. Yeah, overall it's a good movie. I am also glad that it covered that much of his life because um, if it had just been about the Alamo for an hour and a half, I would have nothing, I would have very little to say in this episode because um, that was probably the most boring part of the movie to me. Oh, I'm glad I missed it. I, mean, I think I also like knew it was going to happen for the most part. Right. And it's, it is, it is a siege. Uh, and so it is just them sitting for a long time. Yeah, it's not, it's not very exciting to watch a siege. No. Um, so anyway, regardless, my favorite movie is still Bambi. Um, yeah. Dad. Dad, you have done two movies with us now. You've done Dumbo and Davy Crockett. Which one is your favorite? Well, if we're talking about pachyderm-related movies, definitely Dumbo. But if we're restricting it to live action... Neither like of this. those are on our scale. Like, we're not judging any of these movies based on elephant qualities or live action like just it's okay. blanket like what what did you enjoy more the little kid in me enjoys dumbo but the from age five and above uh, definitely baby crockett wow <laughs> your definition of little kid um is a pretty pretty quick cutoff well when you're five you can work so um Okay, so our next movie episode is Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. So, Dad, have you seen that? No, I haven't. I, I, I saw when the two when the two dogs kiss each other over spaghetti, but I think that's part of the ride at Disney World. It's definitely like a photo op at Disney World. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, isn't there a restaurant, a Lady in the Tramp restaurant? Yes. Aunt said yes. Hey, Mom. Did we use our tokens for it? Yeah, we went there. We probably used one of our magic... uh, Don't start that. She said, don't start that. One of our magic wishes for that. Natalie, have you seen Lady in the Tramp? Um, Yeah. I had been, I mean, I probably haven't seen it. I definitely have not seen it since elementary school at some point. Um, but I'm going to watch it in I, a few minutes. I remember liking it, um, but I also think I know that I liked anything that had animals in it and dogs were definitely a huge bonus. But I do think I, yeah. Is that the movie with the cute little cats that play the piano? That's the Aristocats. Oh. Yeah, that's the Aristocats. I think it's oh, the Tramp. Mom said, "Mom said, are they Siamese cats?" No, I know that that's in this movie too, yeah. right? I it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember really liking it. I do know that the Siamese cat singing is probably problematic, 
Um, but I liked it. Um, one more thing about Davy Crockett um, is that on Disney Plus, the, the little rating comes on on the top, and it says rated PG for frontier action. <laughs> What's that mean? I liked the movie, but it had a lot of frontier action, which I'm just not comfortable with. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, I thought, honestly, about two-thirds through it, I thought, gosh, I wish there was more frontier action here, you know? Right. There just wasn't enough. What's that? There just wasn't enough frontier action for you? Well, most movies don't have enough frontier action. You know, action. I think I would still, I would probably like Bambi better if it had more frontier action. I think Dumbo had just a ton, hardly any to speak of, but um, I, I like Dumbo as a child. Once I was age five and up, I like uh, more more frontier action. More mature content. Well, that's probably what that's probably what appeals to me is the frontier action. All right. So, what was everybody's sources for this episode? Um, I used Wikipedia, History, dot uh, com. Is that a website? Um, yep. And then the Main Street Gazette, which is the town that Sam lives in. Oh, I think. Morristown? I don't know. I used Wikipedia and worldwidewords.org. I would like to change what I just said. This is not at all from the town that Sam is from. This is a perspective from the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. I think it might be just about Disney things. I think Morristown is the Disney of Tennessee, so I think you're fine. Oh, okay. Dad, what? I, yeah, all of my all of my uh, references are web based. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I read. Uh, I mean, it was the, the World Wide Web. Yeah, that's not a source, Dad. <laughs> just say what you used from the World Wide Web. Okay, I um, Wikipedia, but I also use one. I can't find it now. It makes me mad. Uh, oh, a tale of four rifles. That's a website. Say, uh, yeah, bcyesteryear.com. The dog's drinking again. No. Yep. Uh, mostly saliva now. All right. Um, if you um, want to correct our Texas state history um, or just give us feedback or your own perspective on Davy Crockett, um, you can email us at wolfdisneypodcast at gmail.com and we're on social media at wolfdisneypod. We're sorry. Good night. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. This has been Wolf Disney. Thanks for listening. Our theme song is Lamb and Wolf by Poddington Bear. See you next week. Mm-hmm.